G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. doesn't want that. The problem is that we all have stuff going on in our lives that seems to rob us of contentment. Okay, so perhaps God wants you and me to be content, but perhaps as you look back on this past year and think about the road ahead, perhaps that just feels a little bit like Mission Impossible. I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at your contentment from a different perspective. Today, we're going to head off on a journey with the Apostle Paul that's a bit of a, a mission impossible. Paul was a guy who, in the first century, had persecuted Christians. That was until he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. That meeting totally changed his life to the point where he went out and started sharing the good news of Jesus with the rest of the world. A complete turnaround. We're going to pick up some of the story today as he recounts it to his friends in Corinth. Now, Corinth was a racy place, a busy city, at the intersection of a couple of major trade routes from east to west. It was a city full of immorality, and so even though there was a church there in Corinth, a large, thriving church, they were in a lot of stuff, reflective of the culture in which they lived, which was far from godly. So the Apostle Paul wrote him a letter. We call it 1 Corinthians. These days, it's one of the books in the New Testament of the Bible. And it's a pretty harsh document, a tough going over for the Corinthians. But we're going to pick up the story in the second letter that he wrote to them, 2 Corinthians, because in it, he shares much of the story of his journey thus far. And I have to tell you, it was seriously a case of mission impossible, or so it seemed from a human perspective especially when it comes to experiencing contentment, which is what we're talking about in this series of messages, The Road to Contentment. So let's join the Apostle Paul. We're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from beginning to end. Paul writes, Look, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we don't lose heart. We've renounced the shameful things that one hides. We, We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word but by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled to those who are perishing, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we don't proclaim ourselves, we're proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But listen, we have this treasure in clay jars so that it might be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and doesn't come from us. We, we're afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying the death of Jesus in our bodies so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. 
for why we live. We are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So, death is at work in us, but life for you. But just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with the scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we don't lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look at not what we can see, but what we can't see. For what we can see is temporary, but what we can't see is eternal. So to get the picture here, Paul and his ministry team weren't having a particularly easy time of it, were they? That's an understatement. They were doing it really tough. When was the last time that you were feeling afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, struck down? Paul is out there proclaiming the truth. He's forsaken the shameful things, the sins of his past. He's not proclaiming himself. He's not building an empire for himself. He's not building a reputation for himself. No. He's proclaiming Christ. He's doing all the right stuff out there on the road, telling people about Jesus. And yet he's facing this onslaught, this barrage of persecution, to the point where he's in fear for his very life. So when all this happens... Is he complaining about it the way that perhaps you and I might? Is he trying to wish it away? Is he trying to avoid it? Is he dreaming of a better, easier life? None of those things. Instead, he downplays it all, calling it a momentary affliction. See, discontentment is when we want our circumstances to change so that things will be better for us, so that then, this is what we think to ourselves, then we can be content. But Paul is completely content, completely. He wouldn't change a thing. He's out there getting about God's business of winning souls, completely focused on Jesus, completely focused on what Jesus has called him to do, completely. That's the secret. Jesus is his contentment. The promise of what is to come is his contentment. His body's being tried and tested on the outside, but on the inside... He's growing richer, more powerful in his faith, more, more content with what the Lord's called him to do. My friend, that's the secret. That's the answer. Paul is living his life, listen to this, in glad submission. I'll say it again, in glad submission to Jesus. The moment we gladly give ourselves over to the Lord, we stop wishing that we could change this or change that because those things cease to be important. I can tell you from personal experience that in moments of selfishness and weakness, which we all have, contentment evaporates. But when I spend time with Jesus, when I get back to who he is and what he's done and what he's calling me to do, can I tell you the rest of what's going on, the things that I have to tolerate sometimes and suffer, they cease to matter. Contentment returns. What about you? What about your life? What's your focus? Are you focused on you or are you focused on Jesus? Are you focused on what you can get out of life or are you focused on what Jesus has called you to do? They're the questions we need to be asking ourselves because that is where contentment lies or not. 
the longer we keep trying to clip the ticket, as it were, as long as we're looking out for what's in it for us, we'll never find the contentment we've been looking for. I want to challenge you to go back and read that passage, the whole chapter again, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and ask yourself, is this how I'm living my life? Because if it's not, it should be. This is the beginning of the road to contentment. Elsewhere, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17, Paul writes, Let each of you lead the life that the Lord has assigned, to which God has called you. We're going to talk about that a whole bunch more another day. But for the moment, can I just say this to you? Get on with it. Go and live the life that the Lord has assigned to you, the life he's called you to. Stop worrying about what's in it for you. Stop being surprised that it involves suffering. Stop trying to wish the suffering away. Just get on with it. The way that Jesus got on with the business of saving you through his death on the cross. There is such great contentment in Christ and in Christ alone in the life that he's called you to, the one he's preordained for you in that life alone. Just go and live that life for Jesus. And you'll be amazed at how all that other stuff just stops mattering. As that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my e-book, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message and I'd love to encourage you too to live your life victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.